0: The city of Providenciales. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler.
1: It's the middle of the work week, Wednesday, July 26, 2023. This is a look at the news today. Workshop hosted to strengthen port health compliance. Migrant being deported from the Bahamas dies on flight. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis unharmed following Tennessee car crash. A look at sports. The 18 year old son of a famous basketball player. Suffers from cardiac arrest. We also take a look at what's going on above with the weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. Welcome, listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to RTC 89.1 FM. While international transport, travel, and trade contribute to economic development and welfare of populations, they may also pose public health risks. Today's high traffic at airports, ports, and ground crossings can play a key role in the international spread of diseases through persons, conveyances, and goods. To help minimize these risks and ensure the TCI's borders are fully protected, the Environmental Health Department organized a five-day workshop to improve the knowledge and skills of officers. Trefa Hines, the chief environmental officer for the Turks and Caicos Islands, explained that the primary objective of the workshop is to provide further education to its officers on how to detect malpractices and other deficiencies at the ports and ensure adherence to international health regulations in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic.
0: So um, in 2020, um, COVID-19 hit and in terms of the Turks and Caicos um, capacity, we had to strengthen um, our port health units to meet compliance for IHR regulation. We're now taking the next step, which is training and building capacity within the department.
1: Hines emphasized the country's vulnerability at the ports during the pandemic and stressed the need for implementing measures to fortify the port health unit and ensure compliance with health regulations. In response to this need, he said that the government initiated a program that introduced 12 temporary port health officers, noting that currently 11 of those positions have been filled marking progress in strengthening the port health workforce. Hines stated that the workshop was a collaborative effort between the Pan American Health Organization and the Ministry of Health and Human Services. And it was being lectured by technical advisor of PAHO, Colin Brown.
0: This initiative is in a collaboration with the Pan American Health Organization along with the Ministry of Health and Human Services. Mr. Brung, who is one of the port health specialists, um, consultant for PAHU, um, he will be the lecturer for this particular program. Um, this initiative would enable us not only to cover not only our international airports, but also cover marinas, seaports, um, and other way of entry to the Turks and Caicos Island. What we are focusing on is not only health declaration clearance, but there are other initiatives such as Marines. um, We're speaking about in terms of quality of control, regulations. Um, We know that the cruise ship comes into Grand Turk. And most of the times, it's just the cruise ship, but we have pleasure crafts are coming in as well. And so the Port Health Initiative would be able to give guidance in terms of clearance level, what is required, ship sanitation requirements, um, if there is importation of, of a bed or exportation, those are all covered under the umbrella for the port health.
1: The workshop consisted of 30 participants, ranging from port health officers to vector control officers and environmental officers. The main aim of the training program was to build a more comprehensive and capable team to effectively handle all aspects of port health and environmental health in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Now, the Ministry of Tourism, under the technical guidance of the Department of Disaster Management and Emergencies, or DDME, facilitated a half-day damage assessment and needs analysis refresher training course on Friday, July 21st at Life Center Grand Turk for the Environment Assessment and Planning Subcommittee. The session was the first in a series of focused gatherings that also looked at the logistics for the teams from Grand Turk and Salt Key. The devastation caused by natural disasters in the Turks and Caicos Islands in past years, including the most recent Hurricane Fiona in September of 2022, highlighted the critical need to accurately assess the damage caused by a hazard, as well as identify the need for immediate assistance in relief and reconstruction. The Ministry will conduct other sessions throughout the islands, as this will be a regular activity for the Environment Assessment and Planning Team. The ministry encourages persons wanting to become volunteer damage assessors to register interest with the DDME or the ministry. And the Department of Environment and Coastal Resources, DECR, is pleased to announce the availability of Darwin Plus Fellowship funding. This opportunity is aimed at individuals seeking formal qualifications and related work experience in the areas of biodiversity, climate change, environmental quality, and capacity building. It is expected that the improved capacity will contribute to the short and long-term support of the environment fostering knowledge and expertise within the field. The Darwin Plus Fellowship funding is designed to empower particularly UK overseas territories, nationals, to access training and education opportunities that will enhance their skills and broaden their understanding of biodiversity and the environment. The fellowship encourages fellows to draw upon broader technical and scientific expertise, thereby facilitating the delivery of strategic outcomes for the natural environment in the UK overseas territories eligibility for the darwin plus fellowship extends to uk overseas territories nationals currently engaged in environmental and climate change issues within their respective countries or those who have previously contributed to a Darwin Initiative or Darwin Plus project in a UK overseas territory. The application process is currently open and will close at 7pm Eastern Time on Monday the 2nd of October. The results of the applications are expected to be announced by the end of December 2023. For further details and comprehensive guidelines, please visit the official Darwin Plus website at Darwin Plus.org.uk/apply. DECR encourages all eligible individuals to seize this invaluable opportunity for capacity building and contribute to the conservation and sustainable development of our precious natural environment. Together we can make a significant difference in the protection of biodiversity, tackling climate change and enhancing environmental quality for this and future generations. And just a reminder to the general public, tomorrow, Thursday, July 27th at 6 p.m., the Ministry of Physical Planning and Infrastructure Development will be officially launching the new housing policy. Come out to find out more information on the various programs and how you can benefit. The housing policy launch is at 6 p.m., July 27th, Thursday, at Brayton Hall. That was a look at Local News Regional, is up next. The Eastern Caribbean Currency Union's Monetary Council has given its approval for the issuance of a commemorative $50 note to celebrate Grenada's 50th anniversary of independence. Grenada is set to mark its 50th anniversary on February 7, 2024. Last month, Grenada's Prime Minister Dickon Mitchell announced that as part of the nation's Golden Jubilee celebrations, the government had approached the Eastern Caribbean Central Bank requesting the printing of commemorative $50 notes. Following the conclusion of the meeting, the Monetary Council released a communique stating that the commemorative notes are expected to enter circulation during the second half of the year. However, the specific number of notes to be printed has not been disclosed. And a woman from Haiti died on Monday while she was about to be deported from the Bahamas. According to a statement from the Immigration Department, the woman was of 143 migrants on a plane destined for Haiti. As the aircraft taxied from the gate, they had to return abruptly due to complications with one of the female passengers. The nurse stationed at Linden-Pindling International Airport, along with fire services and EMTs, rendered medical assistance. The doctor's hospital emergency medical team arrived by ambulance to provide further medical assistance. Unfortunately, at that time, the female migrant had expired. The immigration department said that it has informed the Haitian embassy in Nassau about the woman's passing. That was a look around the region. World News is up next. Two buses collided at the entrance to a South African university on Tuesday, injuring at least 77 people, two of them with serious injuries. One of the buses was a university vehicle ferrying students between campuses at the University of Johannesburg. The other was a city bus. All 77 of the injured were sent for treatment at various medical facilities and both drivers were among those taken to the hospital. In the aftermath, one of the buses lay on its side after crashing through a fence at an entrance to the university while the other bus appeared to have smashed head-on into a concrete bus stop after the collision. It is said the accident happened around 7 a.m. Johannesburg Metropolitan Police Department said a case of negligent driving would be opened by police considering the severity and seriousness of the crash. The cause of the crash was not yet known. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was uninjured following his involvement in a car crash in Tennessee on Tuesday morning. Reports are that the accident occurred while DeSantis was traveling to a scheduled event in Chattanooga. According to reports, both Governor DeSantis, 44 years old, and his team escaped the incident without injuries. Chattanooga police officials disclosed that a four-vehicle motorcade carrying Governor DeSantis to a campaign stop was involved in the crash on a highway. According to authorities, the motorcade encountered slow-moving traffic and the lead vehicle made a sudden stop, resulting in a rear-end collision with other vehicles. Reports are that a female staffer sustained a minor injury. However, she continued on to the event and was treated there. That was a look at World News Sports is up next. James, the son of basketball star LeBron James, suffered cardiac arrest during a practice on Monday and was taken to the hospital. James is now said to be in stable condition. Bronny, 18 years old, is a rising basketball star and incoming freshman at the University of Southern California. James was a McDonald's All-American in his senior season in high school and the number 20 player in the country in ESPN's recruiting rankings. LeBron James has said that one of his final goals before retirement is to play in the NBA. With his son. And keeping with basketball news, the Boston Celtics star Jalen Brown has agreed to sign the richest deal in NBA history a five year, $304 million Supermax contract extension, his agent Jason Glushon told ESPN on Tuesday. Brown and Gluchon met with Celtics' management and ownership on Sunday evening in Boston, finalizing the remaining elements of the historic deal that keeps the two-time All-Star under contract through the 2028-2029 season. Brown's deal exceeds two-time MVP Nikola Jochik's $276 million extension with the Denver Nuggets, an increase based on the rise in the salary cap and league revenue. Brown, 26 years old, took a physical on Monday in Boston to solidify the deal. Brown became eligible for the five-year Supermax extension with the Celtics upon earning second-team All-NBA honors in 2022-2023. Brown and his teammate Jason Tatum, who is eligible for a Supermax extension next summer, constitute one of the NBA's most productive duos and are cornerstones of the Celtics' championship contender. Brown averaged career bests of 26.6 points and 49% shooting last season. He will make $31.8 million next season in the final year of his previous deal. That was a look at sports. The weather forecast is up next. Well, there are no active storms to report at this moment. However, there is a tropical wave over the southeastern Caribbean Sea, which is producing disorganized showers and thunderstorms, with some locally heavy rains over portions of the adjacent land areas. Development of this system is not anticipated while it continues to move rapidly westward over the Caribbean during the next few days. In the southwestern Atlantic, a weak trove of low pressure is located a few hundred miles southwest of Bermuda. Significant development of this system appears unlikely while it moves west-northwest towards the southeastern US coast over the next several days. And in the eastern Atlantic, a tropical wave is located located south of the Cabo Verde Islands. Some development of this system is possible later this week and into the weekend while it moves westward to west-northwestward over the tropical Atlantic. Over to local weather conditions, partly cloudy skies with sunshine. Scattered showers are expected, highs of 92 degrees and lows of 83. Winds are coming from the east at 10 to 15 miles per hour, and humidity levels are at 81%. That was a look at the midweek weather forecast. (music) Recapping the news for today, workshop hosted to strengthen port health compliance. Migrant being deported from the Bahamas dies on flight. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis unharmed following Tennessee car crash. A look at sports. The 18-year-old son of a famous basketball player suffers from cardiac arrest. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure as always. If you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Signing out and wishing you all a wonderful evening.
0: Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.